0: Roshni, what's wrong?
1: Tom, I have a script and I don't know what to do with it. Should I burn it? Feed it to my cat?
0: You need some writer's group therapy.
1: Hello, and welcome to writer's group therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Are you ready for your session? The doctors are in. So everyone has to do it, but it's such a pain in the butt. How do you write a good query letter?
0: Well, you have to have something good to tell people about. That's the first step. I've been doing a lot of query letters the last few months. Ever since, um, one September, uh, a TV pilot I did was in a uh, big contest that PlayStation put on. It was a top 10 finalist. So I felt like, wow, this is really cool. I have something I can use as a like a lead in to my query letter that will grab, you know, the attention of managers or agents or producers. So my, my query letter started with top 10 finalist and uh, award-winning, you know, producer, writer, whatever. And so when they read it, it's not just, here's my script or you should represent me. It was more about, you know, just like when you're trying to write a log line for a film, you want to do something short, sweet and really grab someone's attention. So that was my lead in. And then uh, I went through a lot, of, uh, a lot of versions of the query letter. I kept refining it and changing it. And I really landed on a nice one that's really short and sweet. And I even got a compliment on it from one uh, manager um, because I, I got down to the point where I just did bullet points. It was like, this is what I did you know last year. And I had my successes from last year uh, with our horror film and the PlayStation contest. And then I said, this is my goals for this year. And I listed out how I was going to use the things that happened last year to get to the next level, so to speak, this year. And I sent out a lot of query letters, but the best, the ones I got the most response from were the ones that had those bullet points. So the latest version I've been using. So the key thing to take away there is you got to grab everyone's attention and don't waste their time. (laughs) So you can ramble on about how awesome your your stuff is, but get to the point. Unlike me in this podcast so far, um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, be as brief as you can, but as as uh, poignant as you can, so that they're like, oh well, that's interesting. I want to look at that. You know what's
1: funny is I think you and I approach writing query letters or cover letters very differently. Although I agree with you on a lot of those points, and I don't know if it's um maybe it was the way I was taught or something, because I would write. I I trained as a journalist, and you have to write a lot of cover letters, and they really they really check those letters. They have to be, first of all, grammatically correct. No spelling errors. You make sure you're addressing it to the right person. You know, anything, any little error like that, they just put it right away in the garbage. But you also have to grab them, just like when you're writing a lead in a story, you have to grab them from that first line. And um, I've seen a lot of really cool uh, leads, I guess, in a in a query letter. Like one was um, a guy who wanted to be a... A food critic, his first line was, I'll eat anything for a good story. And then he would go on to talk about places he'd gone to eat, you know, weird, interesting things. I usually start mine off with an anecdote. So um, when I was writing query letters in journalism, it was always an anecdote of like, a really awesome story that I worked on that I was proud of, Or, you know, how I got this really awesome shot. Because when I was first starting, I was going for internships. I didn't have a lot of experience. So now as I write query letters um, to agents, now this is for acting because I haven't done any for writing. When I write an agent or a manager, I always think of what value can I give them? So what, what attracts an agent or a manager's attention is how much I book. So I will say in there, hey... I have a booking ratio of 70%, which is roughly true. I keep a record of what I book to what I audition for. And in a good year, I'll book about 70%. So I don't mind giving them that fact right up front. You want me? I can book this for you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, And then I try to make it sound like we're, we're a team because I want to be a teammate with whoever's representing me. So it's really interesting. You're, you're going off of like, here's my accomplishments. And I usually, I mean, I guess saying, yeah, I can book this much is an accomplishment. And then I might list like, okay, I worked on these amazing projects in the past couple months, but it's, it's really interesting. I always go at it from what kind of value can I add to them if I'm on their roster?
0: That's a great point. Yeah.
1: And I also think though, too, like and what value can you give me? Because it's not, your teammates, so you're equals. So it's not just like, please take me, you know. It's, we're working together, so how can we work together?
0: Yeah, I kind of do the same thing. I mean, I, I send them the, you know, log lines for a, a couple projects and the links to, like, our short films, um, you know, kind of showing them, well, you know, you you might enjoy this, you know, I'm sharing something with them that they might enjoy. And this, this one uh, manager I just heard back from was really, uh, you know, ex- excited to watch uh, synesthesia and reclamation. He was very into that. He actually wasn't so much into my TV pilot, but then he, then he said, well, I'm going to look at the other stuff. And then he got back to me again after watching the videos and was like, wow, this stuff's really great. So, you know, uh, you never know what they're going to be attracted to. It's kind of interesting. Um, it's also Important, and I think you, you actually mentioned this about um, trying to give them some value. Well, I only emailed companies that well, one say that they either accept um, query letters or want to hear your pitch or sp- don't specifically say they don't accept anything. So there's some that were in the middle that didn't say no but didn't say yes. So I would send queries to those too. So that's the first thing is don't don't send something to somebody who will not read it. You know, if you know they won't read it up front. Don't send something to them because then you're just uh, annoying them. Uh, but once you f- figure out who you can send query letters to, make sure it's a good match. So I always um, spend a lot of time on Internet, the Internet Movie Database on the pro, my IMDb Pro account, researching all these companies to see what kind of films they've done before. Uh, if they also, if they're talent and they do literary and talent, you know, see what actors they represent. Um, I actually found the uh, management company that represents The Rock. So I was like, well, I, and then I kind of customized that letter saying, well, I've got this sci-fi franchise that I've, you know, developed that I think would be great for your, your you know, your uh, talent. So you can kind of work it that way. So again, here you're providing something for them that they can use in their business with people they're already working with.
1: Although managers aren't supposed to, just like agents, aren't supposed to produce it. So I don't know if I would necessarily say, hey, I saw you had The Rock on your roster and I have this thing that The Rock would be great in. Like That, that might be, for the manager, if they actually like followed through on that, that would be a conflict of interest, um, I believe but
0: well they can always run it up the flagpole to, to whoever else you know would actually be producing it but it's it's just trying to you know make a connection to them to say look i understand your business because i'm writing things that are similar to what you've done before so or with characters that you know would make sense for your talent um if that's just a matter of packaging not so much as producing but pa- packaging there's nothing wrong with packaging i don't think
1: I would more look for, and this is what I do when I'm doing agent query letters now, I look more for how big is their roster? Do they have anybody else like me? And I would assume in writing it'd be the same. Like if there are like 50 million sci-fi writers on their, on their roster, they don't need another one necessarily. I would also see if you can find out their reputation. Some places will hold your hand and they really want to develop you. Other places, if you're number 500 on the roster, they're not going to care about you. So, I would look more for reputation and do I think I can work with them and can we grow together but based on where I am in my career.
0: That's a good point. Um, when I was looking at uh, managers and agents, I started at the top of the list. Like I started, you know, going from number 1 and worked my way down and as I got down further on the list, I started to see these smaller companies, but they were more interested in hearing from you. So by you know digging deeper, getting further and further down the list, you you might find uh, some people that are a little more eager to work with you or interested in seeing your material.
1: Yeah, because the top, the top like four or five, ten agencies, they want talent that's proven, and if you're an up and comer, and this is across the board, this is acting, music, writing you need to have some sort of resume behind you before they're even going to look at you. And even then, you have to be a top earner before they're going to invest their time and energy in you. So if you're just starting out, or if you're like middle tier, and you've got a few things published or written or whatever, but not, you know, nothing that people would recognize or something, you, you're starting at the bottom to middle. And you have to accept that. You have to know, you have to be honest about where you are. Yeah. And a lot of those boutiques though are great because they don't have a lot of clients. They will, they'll answer your calls and emails. They will hold your hand a bit. And that's really good when you're starting out.
0: Right. And we're having, you know, pretty good success so far with our shorts. You know, the question is, um, how are we going to, you know, get those to the next level? How are we going to use that to, you know, take us, you know, where we want to go? And I think sharing those, you know, your past work helps a lot. So that's why I included those in my queries. So it wasn't just about, hey, I'm a great writer and read my script. It was, I actually produced something and here it is. And it's, it's, you know, done really well. That shows you're multi-talented too. So you, you're not only a writer, but you can also get things done. So,
1: yeah. I mean, even if you don't, if you write a letter and you don't even have one, short film or something that you can show, you know, or maybe you've won an award or something. If you, if you have absolutely nothing, your first step is to go out there and produce something before you start looking for representation. But.
0: Well, I think people are always willing to sit down and watch a five minute video or at least half of that. Um,
1: I don't know if they'll give you five minutes, but Yeah.
0: And if they, well, if it's good, then they'll keep watching, but a script, you know, that's a little bit more of a commitment to read a whole script. So, um, and like you always hear about, oh, they'll read the first 10 pages. Well, if, if they don't like that, then they're going to stop. But something visual, it's a little, I think people are more attracted to something visual. um, And if they know it's only going to take them five minutes to watch, then, you know, like a sizzle reel, like we, you know, we talked about doing a sizzle reel for one of our projects. You know, that actually can get you in the door almost, you know, faster than even a great script because you know, they've actually seen, seen what it can do. They can actually kind of get the feeling for it a little stronger that way. So,
1: yeah. I mean, and on a final thought, this has nothing to do with query letters, but this is like your first step before you go in. I think, especially if you, if you are just starting and you don't have some sort of video, some sort of, you know, this is a short film I wrote and it was produced, you know, 20 years ago, probably an agent or manager would have been like, okay, send me your first 10, 20 pages because it was so expensive to produce anything. But now if you're a songwriter, there is no reason you can't record that song. You know, If you're a filmmaker, there's no reason you can't produce a quick three minute short because the technology is so cheap. So you really don't have an excuse to not do it.
0: Yeah, people probably have all the tools they need already. They don't even realize it to do something like that yeah
1: yeah so i mean it's it's where you start i mean they even tell actors go shoot your own thing and it's it's great because we can all shoot our own thing and then it's horrible because there's a glut of stuff on the market
0: yeah the, the noise the noise uh, ratio is high yeah
1: but because technology is so readily available you really have no excuse so how about for you guys what questions do you have when writing query letters to agents and managers let us know at wg therapy you can also check us out online at writersgrouptherapy.com and if you like what you hear subscribe and share it with your friends we'll see you next week